Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spar and Brawl. I hope you're having a decent day. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sam, and we're back with another episode of The Progressive World. So as always, please like and subscribe, and timestamps are down below. So here's a quick overview of what we're going to talk about. We're going to start with a chit-chat again. In a chit-chat, we're going to talk about the show Landscapers, four-part series. I watched it, Sam. already mentioned it last week. Really awesome. Looking forward to talk about that. Then we'll revisit Lives Up TikTok. So we've already made a video of this. And the video includes us watching TYT just flip out over. I don't know what they flip out over. <laughs> <laughs> Is that unclear? <laughs> what really they're angry about? Glenn, existence of Glenn. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the existence. <laughs> so that's uh, pretty funny if you guys want to go check it out a bit. But this time I'm just going to kind of finally, I think I've reached my like final conclusions on this story. And also talk about Matt Tavy's article because I think we pretty much land in the same position then we're going to move on to some geopolitical stories including india's army getting smaller i find that to be quite interesting but also about pakistan's ongoing chaos as this guardian article talks about palestine and some other news then we're gonna have a little bit of fun (laughs) with johnny depp and amber heard so sam has been watching like most of the trial and i mean i've seen a few clips at its pretty damn hilarious and then maybe touch on nina turner a little bit as we wrap up jimmy Dore did a the video that was uh, pretty decent we had one of our viewers left a comment for us and i think i kind of agree with him and i don't really have an answer to it but we'll still discuss that and then yeah i think that's those are pretty much our big stories some other small ones here and there but yeah as mentioned timestamps down below but okay, Sam, now is your time to start speaking as well. You have permission. Um, no, thank you. Can, <laughs> you can begin. So yeah, let's start with the chit-chat. Why don't you get us started? <coughs> so how was your week, I guess? Oh, my week was pretty good. I mean, we did a bit more of um, Spar and Brawl this week, so I was a bit um, busy with that. I mean, so we put up the progressive tweets video and yeah i mean i think i was going to ask your audience what do they make of it but i think our audience kind of um, seems to like it from the comment section we do these midweek progressive tweets so that's that and then what else anything else special happened this week not that i can think of that was mainly oh yeah and we were filming the series guys which will be dropping soon so that's also what was keeping us more busy on on spar and brawl but yeah, nothing else. Arsenal, the team that I follow, had a pretty sweet victory over Chelsea. It was, the game ended up 4-2, a lot of goals. Like, the game was all over the place. There were defensive mistakes all over the place, but the goals still ended up being pretty nice. But yeah, how about you? Arsenal, famously, I mean, this is from 20 years ago, but they used to have a bad defense when I was young. Is that still the case? No. Well, actually, um, when you were young, young in 2001, 2002, they're the only team to have gone through two seasons in a row or one season. Oh, yeah. Called without, Invincibles without ever losing. Yeah. But then after that, yeah, for 10, 15 years, just like insanely bad defense, good playing style, but bad defense. Then it just became shit all overall completely after this really like rich american billionaire really actually um, bought it who's married to walmart air and now they're kind of getting a bit better again defensively and yeah things are looking into a bit better but yeah you were you had the right impression <laughs> long right. story short <laughs> okay. there is this shit okay. all right yeah Fair but, no uh, yeah, yeah, as you know, I we had a slight tragedy in the family. My great uncle passed, mm-hmm. so he had uh, he was very old, so it was expected, and he had Down syndrome. I see. Yeah. So you know, sad. yeah, he was he was very sad. He was very nice. He was a fixture in my grandmother's mm-hmm. home, and I mean, in towards the end, he was really suffering. So oh, okay, I see. whatever. I yeah, had met him had, quite a few times. I don't know if you remember that. You met him twice, right? I think. No, I think I think more, but anyway. Oh, really? All right. I think so. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, because you came to my grandma's house. Yeah, right? yeah, 
Yeah, I used to live there for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, he was you when you met him, he was still good and mm-hmm. he was uh, very active. He was very active up until five, six years ago. He would go everywhere in the city, walk to the mountain. He loved walking to the mountain and all that. But then he fell and he had to have a re- hip replacement. Oh, no. Yeah, his eye, one of his eyes became very problematic and he lost his hearing. So it was very dangerous for him to go outside. So he was confined to the house and all that. Very, yeah. But, uh, you know, very, yeah, he was so much, like he was quite fun guy in many ways. I mean, it had its difficulties. Yeah. I'm not going to lie living with somebody with problems, but he was quite, it was like a child. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's the case for a, a lot of Down syndrome people, but he was just, you know, he liked to draw. His main thing was food, just like I have a, uh, we have a smart child in the family, very similar sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, you know, uh, always talking about like marriage. And for some, yeah, for obvious reasons, he really wanted to get married, but didn't work out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yes. But no, I remember quite... when every time I saw like I remember he was like often in the kitchen either like uh, doing dishes or like also like cooking and like chopping up stuff and things if if, if my memory calls correctly I think dishes. I saw him actually quite a bit so you don't remember I think I saw him because yeah for a while you lived at your grandma's and I think yeah. that's during the time when I would come and and visit um, quite a yeah, bit yeah, so yeah I remember true. he would also like watch tv but like really loud in his room yeah because his hearing was bad yeah, by see, then true. but he loved yeah he loved football he watched all the matches <laughs> he is yeah he loved uh, and he loved religious ceremonies he, he was really like, he, didn't, he couldn't <laughs> yeah he couldn't you know because of his problems yeah. he couldn't memorize quran or anything but he would just say a stuff similar to that like and he would try to participate he was very famous in in the area we live in mm-hmm. because he would walk around and he would you know buy uh bread and all that so he was a yeah it's a yeah very sad sad. i mean at the same time he was very much suffering at the Mm -hmm. end so i don't know but yeah you're right he he was always washing dishes i don't (laughs) think he was cooking because he couldn't work out the gas but he was always washing dishes and that was a major like issue in our household because yeah he would just let the water run for hours (laughs) like you know just and then my grandma stopped the water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all been wasted the water was yeah just always there was a fight about this but yeah sadly yeah he yeah he went on and yeah we'll see, we'll see. but yeah his memories are there so it's yeah fun. no definitely and then here like in our notes we wrote down but flowers i, 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 I forgot did... you met him yeah i know met him like quite a few times like easily like probably oh, fl- that's uh you good you're there three four times maybe yeah yeah no no yeah more i thought the flowers were maybe related to that like you got the idea from funerals or something or it's completely unrelated and we'll come back to that no no that's related to uh landscape (laughs) (laughs) although in some ways you could say it's related it's it's also a sad tv show and so did you go to any of the ceremonies or anything like that i'm guessing i managed uh, well no i just visited my grandmother i didn't manage to go to the funeral because it was in a different city went to his hometown okay Uh, yeah he buried next to his father and mother i see so not in what's it called not in um hold on it's gonna come to me oh Oh, sorry yeah sorry which is like I mean, in Tehran, everybody's buried in kind of the same place, right? Because, like, in Europe and Canada and, like, other places I've lived, there's, like, suddenly a cemetery here and, like, a cemetery they, there. But in Iran, based on what I know, in Tehran, sorry, a lot of people are buried in this one gigantic kilometers and kilometers um, long area. It, it's, a, it's a genuine, um, I think, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Hitchens visited Iran and he called it a, what is the death? I forget what is death in Greek, but whatever police, mm-hmm. like, you know, city of death. It is, that's, yeah, uh, that is the biggest one. And because of the Iran-Iraq war, but there is yeah. other, there is a uh, artist sort of a, a, a artist's, 
what do you call uh, that? Uh, but there's an artist section. There's a section in Behzara that I know where like famous people are. Um, are yeah, there. yeah, there is. Yeah, there is a section in Behzara, but there is also another. What do you uh, call the tablet? <laughs> what was um, fuck? Tomb or cemetery? Cemetery, cemetery. Yeah. There, there is a, there is another old artistic cemetery, mm. and there is an old sort of cemetery near Iranian Shabdolazim, which is okay. a sort of a Iranian saint, sort of I don't know whatever. But uh, so there is a couple more, but majority of people are in Beira, and those places I think because they're historical, it's becoming more difficult to get yeah. buried there. I but see. I, I must say I hate I hate Beige Zara Cemetery. It's, uh, it's it's all it's so it's it's organized in grids. Yeah. And it's it's very American and or it's like Dubai or whatever. It's like very new organized yeah. type things. And it's very busy. So I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Oof. it. It's very I, I've been there a lot. Like and there are different segments and different because we would go off. Yeah, we'd go off in there. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I know that area very well but yeah you're right and i mean they keep on extending it in a very like systematical um way everything is just like but yeah when you go on like the busy times it's insane and they do like one or two interesting things there i don't know if they do it everywhere but of course like people go and they put flowers like the pebbles of the flowers all over the the tomb and then they also pour um like flower water Is that something yeah, you think rose they water. do? Rose water, sorry. Is that something that's done everywhere? You think? In every, everywhere outside of Iran? Yeah. Maybe like in, in Western... Islamic countries. Okay. No, I don't yeah. think so. Rose water is a very Iranian... It's from Eastern Iran. As it's a, a, like everywhere you go in a mosque and stuff. It's the... the thing. I, I must say, I don't like the smell at all, but apparently it's very good for you. So What is it? I try to... You can drink it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can drink it. You, you can, you can use it for a skincare. Really? I'm not. I'm not kind of good <laughs> too deep into my personal. Yeah, but yes, yes, you can use it for a lot of things. It's it's uh, it's the or it's uh, they. I don't know. They boil the uh, rose pebbles petals or whatever. I don't know how it's produced, mm-hmm. but it's quite. It's kind of produced like how you produce vodka or. stuff it's gonna really it's really, really? complicated I, I yeah i've seen it because there's a city famous for its uh rose water and i was there for one once in a spring when they do the thing yeah. and all that but and yeah but that's i do i think that's a very iranian thing maybe arabic or turkish people too i would assume but mm-hmm. doubt western countries yeah maybe if any of our viewers know, can let us know A healthcare tip: You can put rose water, l- lime juice, and water. Uh, put it in a what do you call them? The ice rack thing, you yeah. know the. And then you put it in a freezer, oh, and then you can use the ice stuff for your skin, or you can put it in a glass and drink it with water, sort Jesus. of like a cocktail. This You're so complicated, free, man. I feel like now that you brought this up, I should brought up the other tip that you gave me. And I tried for a while, but like instead of gel, you use like natural oils. <laughs> you remember you took me like to these shops that yes. only sell it. And I tried it a few times, but you just get too oily. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. So I just stick to normal my, my like hair... gel. My my hair is very. Uh, I think we discussed this. My hair is basically the same. I have the same hair as Kramer in Seinfeld. It's dry <laughs> and see. it goes up. So I need oil too. Although I'm uh, recently I found this new thing. It's the hair serums. They they're like a mixture of oil and other shit. They're really good too. But I see. My it's complicated life. Yeah, complicated yeah. life. <laughs> I have a complicated uh, what you call it? beauty routine yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a stupid it's very stupid but yeah no I tried it like once what or twice but I think with? it makes sense with you because yeah your hair is drier so perhaps it makes yeah, sense. yeah. And but longer. yeah I know we were talking about yeah, the flowers and the rose, rose water, water which is a whole business on like whenever you drive to this gigantic cemetery place which is outside the city Then there's this area where it suddenly starts into just people selling flowers and rose water 
And then I remember like my grandma always oh. had a strategy, like don't buy it from here, buy it from here. Don't give money to this person. I want to give money to the other person. Why <laughs> did you not buy the cake from this guy? <laughs> it's not all of these things, are, but it's not just Rosewater though in Iran. By the way, I'm pretty sure actually now that it's, I'm pretty sure it's the same process as making vodka or grappa because it's called arak, all these mm. rose water, and there's loads of them. They make arak from all kinds of plants. And I'm pretty sure it's the same process. They make vodka or stuff, but somehow it doesn't have alcohol. But yeah, I mean, it's not just rose water, man. There is like, if you talk to your grandmother, she can jebin. I don't know. There's so many other yeah. sort of, uh, I don't know what they are. They're not oil. They're not. As their essence, I mm -hmm. guess they're sort of essence. I would, I would. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah. fun times, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But, but yeah, anything else? So, so yeah, you couldn't go to the ceremony because different city, I see. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm busy with uh, moving and all that, but yeah, yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it was, you know, try a family tragedy happens and uh yeah but, but besides that it was good you know uh, with everything ceremony and all that happened pretty relaxedly and i must say in rash the city in the north mm -hmm. the cemetery there is green i saw the pictures and all that it looks nicer i must say it yeah feels, it feels more like a movie cemetery than this uh, sort of a factory setting that uh, tehran uh, yeah. place has i see i see okay um should we continue talking about death, perhaps in a slightly more fun way with landscapers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's but, what did you, you finish? Yeah, but my concern with landscapers it, right? is, sorry, um, is that it's impossible to talk about it without just going straight into spoilers, kind of. Uh, yeah, let's give it a spoilers. Although I feel like it's not a TV show that is uh it's kind of by episode two you know pretty much everything it's not yeah. really hinging on a twist i feel yeah there's some details that come out and there are some twists but i guess they're never brought to their conclusion right because i mean at the end you're not too sure about a few things but okay let's okay let's give a little more general thing so landscaper and it's 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 based on a real life story so oh, if you yeah. know that obviously none of it is yeah so the people involved in this um are are yeah in prison right now but um let me just read this very one sentence yeah so i mean landscapers it's an hbo slash um sky show so it's it has british actors like i mean two awesome british actors sam could maybe say more about them but olivia coleman amazing and david Twulis, pretty amazing too but yeah it's a true crime black comedy mm. drama according to wikipedia miniseries so it only has four episodes and yeah it's based on a true story and from the get-go you know that these people from like the first episode from the first scene you know that now they're in prison and you know they were found guilty and the story is pretty much that the that the ladies so the wives so these the two main actors that i just mentioned they're married couple and the the parents of the of the woman were murdered so i mean we kind of the show starts from there and we know that the main character and stuff are in jail and they're still in jail in the uk i think that gives an overview right yeah yeah and then yeah all right so i guess we've given enough a spoiler or else now we can dive into the thing <laughs> so uh yeah man i don't know okay let's just general thoughts what did you think so i mean in general uh, these kind of shows like you know where a, a movie or show that has a really good not in your face but multi-layered political messages and stuff every now and then that happens that's amazing putting that aside my second favorite <laughs> type of shows are these kind of crime drama detectives i mean anytime i watch it i always tell my wife should we have become detectives or like detective lawyer doctor <laughs> slash oh man all of them together is there is can you be one of those <laughs> Man, every time like yeah that's the thing like i'm seriously considering like going to iranian police and going is there any detective jobs can i just is there any chance i can go unpaid detective internship unpaid detective 
also known as uh, as they say in Farsi fuzul. <laughs> yeah, for Iranians they know it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I get it, man. Detective and lawyer are like my like I, yeah. I and a politician to be fair. Like since I was a kid, I really wanted to do these jobs. But but this one I wouldn't really categorize it as a crime sort of thing. It's more I feel it's very avant garde and it's very. It's much more of a character study, I feel. That, yeah, no, that's, like I mean, it's very like drama. artsy, like like you said. Mm. And, and I mean, it goes like crazy into artsy. But I thought I thought it, they did it in a justified way. So by the yeah, way, for yeah, the last sure. episode. So yeah, these and people, exciting. Yeah, and exciting. So yeah, these two, they're, they're kind of fugitives for a while, but nobody really knows about the crime for like a good 10 to 15 years. Then some things come out. So... They kind of leave and go move in France, but they're still kind of living freely, but they're running out of money. You know, the husband can't work there for one reason or another. I mean, at the end, you find out the reason he kind of picks up the phone and calls his stepmom and tells her, he's like, please don't tell anyone. But <laughs> she goes and tells the cops. So then the cops tell them, like, come on, come back to the UK and all this. And they come back to the UK question and eventually have a trial and they're found guilty. And this isn't really a um, spoiler alert I think you can still watch the show and it's only four-part series but yeah and it gets more and more like artistic and artsy as it goes on but uh, they apply like the art stuff I thought in a good way because it's always a lot of the time it's when they're having flashbacks so it's already someone talking about the past right so it wasn't like forced so then you know then and it was pretty nice you know the the red rooms I think there were some were there some flower scenes I'm not sure and then at the the last one so the ladies like obsessed with westerns so like when she when they're telling the story it's all like taking place in kind of western really awesome show rating wise I would give the first episode seven or maybe a six and a half to a seven then the other ones could be eight high eight I don't know what you think no, I, I really liked it. I must say again, I'm because I don't know what is wrong with my brain. I I prefer when it's far more fast paced. I like some of the artistic scenes and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, get on with it. But um, no, it was the acting was great. The character study was great. And it's yeah, it was I feel like it was. I feel like them like by the end, you sort of understand the the man wanted atonement or wanted to also be part of society while mm-hmm. the lady was just happy uh, just living in her own fantasy world yeah. or something so it was a great character study and it's i mean it's like the fact that they return to uk and then they make those mistakes like like they could have gotten away with it so many times yeah and they do so many things that they shouldn't do and it's so and the cops are so, like, they're so just want to basically make these people guilty. And, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, but, but you know, some things re- remain open, right? Like, we actually... Yeah, you never know. We don't know actually... who, who does the killing, right? I mean, basically... Well, then I would say the TV show is very sympathetic to the view of the... Uh, the two main characters who are on the, mm-hmm. you know, it's very unsympathetic to the view of the police. The police thinks that it was a pre-planned murder yeah. for money, but they say it was it just happened by accident. Uh, so that we don't know. And yeah, and I mean, but one I other think thing. The, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's no. Just the story seems to be sympathetic to their case, but yeah, they never show a definitive case all we see is flashbacks and in this sort of a semi-imaginary world so you never know what is real or not yeah which and i guess nobody knows good. no no not yeah yeah they still claim to be they never pleaded yeah. guilty to they still claim uh, to be murder. innocent um and that was the other thing i guess sorry guys um huge spoiler here uh which is we like her she says that she was abused and sexually abused and molested by her by her dad the the whole her whole entire when childhood she was child. right but we don't get um nobody else like talks about this story or there's no like other piece of evidence or proof or anything that is shown to 
to support that, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, except that you know the mother apparently. I mean, again, we don't know. She just, claims. That's, yeah, again, that's yeah. her claim. That's her claim. Yeah, and you could say that. I mean, yeah, I don't know, but I guess the husband saying that I mean, again, they're they're in the same I mean, team, so you can. Yeah, the husband, at least from his point of view, like backs up um the mother being very abusive but like in the way that she speaks not sexually because there's like this scene at least it's from his point of view where he's kind of watching their interaction the mother and his wife and you know she's being like extremely like abusive and yeah, asking yeah. for no, no. money and all that and um, not sexually in this case but yeah but the sexual part we don't it, there's nothing else that the show shows you to be like you know um for extra confirmation no, no, it does, like, yeah, that's, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it, the way things are presented, it seems likely, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't know. But yeah, that's the, that was the good thing about the show. It was not, you know, it wasn't trying to say things that it didn't know, which is a problem with a lot of, I think, adaptation of real life, uh, like cases, you know. Yeah. And, and how are they still in prison? Like they should be, because I mean, in the show, they were talking about how the, the husband should barely get any like um, prison time, maybe a year or two. And the wife shouldn't possibly get a, a long one, but I guess they've already been in prison for like six, seven years. No, but why, according to the police, the case, the police prove it yeah. was a pre-planned murder uh, by the guy, not by the lady. By, True, so uh, the police, David. the okay, because the, the, okay. So the police, they, that's the final thing that they um, yeah, they, that they hit, that it's him because she's incapable um, of, of shooting. Yeah, yeah. Of, of holding a gun and he had practiced and all that. And uh, yeah. But, and there is a problem True, with her yeah. story regarding the shells. I think she says there were shells. Yeah. But there were no, that gun doesn't have shells. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I guess, I don't know. I don't know what's, I, I think they're doing probably life in UK, which is probably 25, 30 years. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm looking. Um, life imprisonment, minimum term of 20, 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, because the end of the show doesn't really like close it. Like, you know, there's not like a summary of like, you know, how, how the trial yeah. went. <laughs> yeah, in reality. Yeah. It just kind of like stops. Yeah, yeah. Well, you hear the. I think they uh, they tell you the sentence. They write the sentence. On yeah, the po- okay, possibly. I forget. I forget. But, but uh, yeah, very good show. I, I I knew you probably like it even more than I do <laughs> when I saw it. Yeah. No, I really liked it. That was a good one. The acting, the acting is just out of. The, I mean, Olivia Coleman is just. She's so good. She can act like in comedy and then two seconds later she's playing like a shakespearean a tragic hero yeah. she's so good she's so fucking fantastic no like i said if anybody kind of likes these police this one is full out british crime drama like straight up but Broadchurch, three seasons includes her i mean the first season i was captivated to say the least <laughs> nice i i downloaded that i ha- i haven't had time to watch it but i take a look but okay, nice stuff. Um, flowers. <laughs> oh, so for I mean that's my recommendation for your next thing. Oh, really? It's the same creator, Will Sharp, the same creator as the Landscapers. But this is before I think Landscapers, or at least the season one. I yeah. just watched season one. This one is much more of a British comedy. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, very dark very british you know uh, and i love it i i'm just enjoying the hell out of it everybody's a basically weirdo and an asshole uh, which is very common nice. to british yeah and it's got what's his name i'm sorry i'm okay. just looking for it. it's got julian barrett in it who's uh, one of my favorite british comedians he's he, I mean, he's so funny. I mean, I never liked the Mighty Bush. I don't know if you heard of that. No. Mighty Bush was this um, uh, British TV show, uh, comedy British TV show, very popular, very avant-garde. It's slightly too avant-garde for me, but he got famous uh, from that. 
but he's all, he's also in this great movie Field of England, and he's in one of the funniest movies ever, Mind Horn, okay. which is just the it's the most fantastic British like film ever. Mind Horn. He plays this washed up actor uh, from like seventies or something that. Uh, is doing like a, what are they doing? To, are they doing a movie or redoing re the TV show? So yeah, Flowers highly recommended. Uh, same guy who did the yeah, landscapers, but this one is more funny and slightly even darker. I would say oh, I less see. artistic, more just laugh out some not laugh out, but you laugh out at how miserable everybody is. So it's quite good. And it's still kind of crime show or no? Like it's comedy. Crime? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, it's drama, comedy drama. drama, drama. Yeah. Nice, yeah. It just has two seasons too, yeah. If I'm looking yeah, right I, I only watched season one. Yeah. No, but Olivia Coleman, seriously, amazing actress. She's in this too as well, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Very nice. And yeah, on my end, actually, remember how Entourage came up um, a few weeks ago? I thought some of our viewers would comment on it, but they didn't. I guess they weren't so into it. But my wife... <laughs> Just like decided yesterday to restart watching it a bit. So like we're watching. I mean, I watched like one or two episodes of season one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pretty funny man. show, man. Yeah. And if and back then, man, it's like, you know, when they say, oh, back then you could say other stuff on TV and shit like season one is. I mean, like, like everything, but yeah. Man, back then, sexist wise. <laughs> and, and I think homosexuality hmm. sort of. Like you could say anything, yeah. like even in up to 2010s, pretty much. I think. Yeah. Even after that, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's that scene. I mean, it's just funny. I don't know what, but in Community, where where Jang, um, Jang, no, what's his name? Um, Chang, Jank. Chang, <laughs> Chang. He's just sitting in a class and he just goes like, "Gay." <laughs> <And then> like, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. that was it i don't know why it's like so funny but like yeah I, I don't know if you can just say that that way but you know he was he was he was nuts but, in that show man he's amazing he's so, in that show yeah. and he comes back in so many forms and shapes it's too funny he you know that's <laughs> you know in community got slightly censored and he, the episode there's an episode he dresses up as a dark elf he does blackface. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? But I mean, he doesn't <laughs> he does know anything. Face. I mean, you know, he's he's not. Yeah, yeah, but that's the yeah. It's so stupid to censor this. I I don't. Did, I wonder if it's always sunny. He has. I mean, they address the fact that yeah they did blackface and all. It's it's always sunny is the best. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, right. community. I think the episode where he becomes a dark elf and he does blackface as. Oh, I don't remember that one. Okay, I don't. Remember that one, but no. But there, there's other one. Uh, this is not bad. Where he's like the head of security, or becomes head of security of his school. <laughs> he hires like a bunch of kids to be like his security guards, <laughs> and they go around beating up people. <laughs> but yeah. he, he, him and the principal were the best. Oh, the principal is insane. The principal is next level. He's too good. He was, he was a fairy, right? He was a fairy. That was so much ahead of its time. Now fairies are so big. He, he was into having sex with people dressed as animals or something. Oh, I mean, he was just huge into costumes. Yeah. No yeah. matter what. Like everything, like it's, you know, like anything that happens, he would go, you know, put on a costume. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but okay. Should we get the real party started? Sure, sure. Alrighty, Sam, let's move on to our first story. And folks, please like and subscribe. I want to say also share, but I often don't share. Maybe I share something with Sam, so I don't want to be a hypocrite. But I always like and subscribe, so that I'm comfortable uh, to say. But okay, Sam, let's... Yeah. And it's not... You, you can't share on Instagram anymore, and nobody's on Facebook, so... Yeah, you're going to WhatsApp people kind of if you're going to share a YouTube video. Or like put in an email or... <laughs> yeah exactly it feels too personal like yeah watch this video like okay <clears throat> yeah so as long as you guys like and subscribe we'll be happy yeah, but okay sam libs of tiktok do you think it's still required to give like a tiny background 
where everybody knows about this lives of TikTok article. Maybe you can give a sh- tiny short yeah. background. And then I want to just straight away give my overall take and then we kind of start breaking it down, I think. Yeah, we're oh, going to do readings of both articles. Yeah, sorry. So, I'm so sorry, that was my fault. Yeah, Sam, we're going to read Matt Taibbi's article a little bit and also the original article by Taylor. I was just going to say again that we've made a video where we watched TYT's insane reaction to the whole story and Glenn Greenwald. So go check that out. That's from two days ago. I think it's worth just watching a little bit of it. But okay, Sam, go ahead. So there was a channel on TikTok called Libs of TikTok, and that channel highlights some of the uh, weirder posts shared by liberal or liberal-minded people, especially from the gay community, from transsexual community, and also from like, you know, uh, like, you know, anything to do with liberalism and tolerance and wokeness and over you know he, he she highlights the like the most extreme extreme examples i've only seen like five six videos of the channel so yeah but then there was a washington post article uh by taylor lawrence who's famous for claiming that online bullying has made her life so difficult it's horrifying it's horrifying that's what she claims online bullying is i like that. how would you describe war like then if this is horrifying i mean anyway. again like i said time before i can understand how it impacts someone like you know a lot but then i think it's a little bit on her to be like okay maybe i shouldn't i should work on, i should you know try to somehow learn to cope with you know even if i get some quote-unquote backlash or criticism or even if it goes towards like the, the darker side as someone as a public figure and we'll come back to these public private (laughs) discussions between different people but yeah overall yeah so she wrote uh so her and some people on the right including sager believe that this account has been crucial in the legislations that have been passed like in anti-gay in florida and stuff some people say they're anti-gay legislations and all that so they think it's been crucial so she wrote an article which uh let me should i start just reading her article a little bit yeah just a little bit tell folks about it but i mean as matt Taibbi says there's nothing in her in her article quite frankly and just one small thing that i want to say no oh, there is some funny parts the just one thing that the the person behind this channel was trying to remain anonymous Yes, was trying to. And the channel is still up and running and going, and it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram, it's on YouTube, it's on Twitter, it's everywhere, kind of. Yes, yes. So she decided to write an expose of this channel that is uh, fomenting like right-wing opposition to tolerance and all that. So she wrote this, meet the the woman behind lips of TikTok, secretly fueling the rights outrage machine a popular twitter has account has morphed into a social media phenomenon spreading anti-lgbtq plus sentiment and shaping public discourse so before uh, like reading this you should try the perfect conditions for reading this article is to at night middle of the night drive drive outside <laughs> of a city go to a forest where there is not city lights or anything and then gather around the fire, gather around the fire with some kids and then have some marshmallows and all that. And then start reading this article because it's a horror. It's in the horror genre. So, you know, uh, so then it starts with an uh, anecdote of uh, anecdote of a, what's it called? Of an incident of a tick lips of TikTok leading to a backlash to somebody. On March 8th, a Twitter account called Lips of TikTok posted a video of a woman teaching sex education to children in Kentucky, calling the woman in the video a predator. The next evening, the same clip was featured on Laura Ingram's Fox News program, prompting the host to ask, when did our public school and any and any schools became what are essentially grooming centers for gender identity radicals? Lips of TikTok reports a steady stream of TikTok videos and social media posts 
primarily from LGBTQ plus people, often including incendiary framing designed to generate outrage. Videos shared from the account quickly find their way to the most influential names in the right-wing media. The account has emerged as a powerful force on the internet, shaping right-wing media, impacting anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, and influencing millions by posting viral videos aimed at inciting outrage among the right. So I don't know. I, I feel like they're just making way too much out of a TikTok oh. channel. I mean, listen, the story is the reaction to her yeah. article. I mean, her article is not a and story. And her hypocrisy. I mean, yeah, and her hypocrisy. Sorry, that's literally, sorry, my bad. That's what makes the story. The hypocrisy, which leads to the reaction of some people like Glenn and also the others who kind of come to support her from like TYT kind of thing. So the story is the reaction to it. And one more important thing about this channel that that, you know, it's really worth mentioning is that I know that sometimes she does commentary, the person who runs it on Twitter. Sometimes she shares other information and thoughts. You know, she's like, we should go get this person or all that messed up. Thing. Does she? I Fuck think that, so. I've yeah. seen some things like that. Okay, let's just take let's just assume that that's there. But really what made this channel big is that she's reposting literally the whole video that someone has willingly themselves filmed and put on social media. And she's just posting and sharing it with other people. And I mean, the, the few that I watched, Sam and I, we both watched this video on TikTok where, uh, sorry, on, on YouTube. I don't know how to go on TikTok, on YouTube, which, you know, had some of the different ones. And they are a bit insane, you know, and it's not like, and a lot of the backlash that resulted from these videos, like some teachers and stuff did get fired, right? But I think that kind of, I mean, I don't know, you have to take it case by case. But, you know, I never want anybody to get fired. I never want anybody to lose their job. But I think it's an important distinction that like a lot of these videos didn't lead to only like these teachers getting, let's say, um, harassed or perhaps a big backlash or anything I, like that. Maybe there was that. But the school boards also decided, um, I'm just going to finish, also decided to remove her, which again, remove the teachers, sorry, you know, in some of the cases. And again, maybe the the schools made a mistake and stuff, but I think it kind of shows that perhaps the people in these videos did go, you know, too much overboard or beyond what a teacher should be doing in, in classrooms. And then in a bit, I would like to talk about kind of classroom activism, quote unquote, that's what I'm um, calling it. But yeah, sorry, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there were some cases that, as you say, was a case of like classroom activism or whatever you want to call it, quote, unquote, as in, you know, it was uh, like, for example, the one that is quite famous is the one that the ladies, like, there was no flag in our room. Mm -hmm. So I told them to uh, sing the national anthem to the flag of LGBTQ. And she's like, ha ha, like, like, uh, again, I'm okay with the LGBT community plus, but it's a public place. You can't, you know, push your, views onto people an idea you that can is to, yeah. sorry you can to an extent yeah but you can't yeah that's but what i want to get to that's why that's why some of the videos i was more sympathetic like one of them it seems like the the teacher was like had to talk about the topic right because he's one of the students apparently told the teacher hey my mom thinks you're gay because of the <laughs> because of the way you speak and that's a perfect good entrance for the teacher perhaps to talk about that for maybe a long time, maybe more questions will arise. That's completely fine. But some of the other ones, I mean, it really seemed like they were just doing full out like advocacy or activism as if they're working for like an NGO or some kind of cause. Yeah, but besides, to be honest, that my main issue with all of this is, as I said, and I'm genuinely serious about this. I don't understand when are the mental health authorities are going to intervene. Most of the people viewed, sorry about that. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, what was I saying? All right. Yeah, I don't understand what's the point of having mental health authorities if they don't enforce their, I mean, what? what why are you, and I don't, like I'm not saying those people shouldn't be near children on the grounds that they're LGBTQ plus, but those people shouldn't be around children due to their mental health issues. 
So, you know, um, yeah, I genuinely don't think some of those people should be around, not only just around anyone, frankly. I mean, yeah. I mean some of like, the videos, I mean, yeah, they kind of give you the idea. And really, like, the proof is in the pudding, kind of, because the success of these videos are just the videos on, I mean, people keep on saying they're framed this way and that way. And yes, I'm sure some are framed a little bit with the caption or like on Twitter, the person says something else on top of it and other comments. So yes, there is some framing, but like these videos, there's always framing and everything, but it's not framing in the sense that she's editing these videos, you know, the person managing the channel and like putting two of them together or cutting them off. Based on what I understand, most of them are just straight up the video as the people had uploaded. And they're just pretty they're pretty nuts some of them you know and that's why they become so popular if you just put shitty um right wing supporting propaganda out there it's not gonna pick up this kind of momentum you know that's why i'm saying kind of just justifies a little bit what you're saying but by the way based on my understanding on <laughs> mental institutions and mental uh, there's i mean for you to end up in a mental institution it's kind of up to you or like your guardian, right? Like, it's not like a thing where the state comes and like picks you up or tells you you have to go to a mental institute based on the movies that I've seen. <laughs> that's a good point. I think it depends if you're, hmm, that's- I mean, if you're if you're a criminal or something and if you're going to prison, yeah, that's then that's different. But just like that, I believe someone has to, and even if someone takes you kind of like rehab or something, after a while, you can just leave yourself if I'm not mi- mistaken. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume yeah. there is a certain level that they step in mm-hmm. if you can. I don't know. I, Maybe, but, but uh, I mean, you know, it's hard to tell from those little videos if some of those people are, you know, really like <laughs> near levels of concern. But I would, know. to be honest, I mean, I, I, I've been working at home most of the time recently, but when i used to work in an office that's how i felt how are these people allowed to be here <laughs> like so i guess maybe that's just my feelings yeah. towards the thing but uh i mean did you see the video of a teacher that was like he had a computer and his socks and his dress everything was like in a rainbow colors like a lgbt thing no. with the music and he like opened his macbook with the you know with the logo and it's kind of it's so pathetic anyway, because I think it's just such a, it's, these are like all the, you know, the planet is basically just being burnt down and, you know, uh, so much war and all that. And these bullshit cultural issues are, uh, I mean, just because, yeah, it's easier to talk about these. So. Yeah. But okay, Sam, we haven't mentioned, so I want to give my overall take and get that kind of way, but we haven't mentioned one important aspect of the story, which is the doxing. So as I said, this person was anonymous, right? The person who manages. And based on the little bit that we've heard from the person who manages this channel, yeah, nobody here is saying that she's a good person that you would want to meet or anything like that. Like I'm not sympathetic or too um, rosy towards her at all. And if you hear her takes and different things, I mean really but putting that aside she, she was she wanted to be anonymous and this vid in this article as she was trying to do uh taylor lawrence was to kind of show who this person is but all she manages to kind of do is get her name out there so that's all we do and that one of the big controversies became like oh is it okay to put this person's information out they want to be anonymous so they should be and where I fall on that, you have you can try to be anonymous, whether you're public or private figure. I really don't care about that too much. But then you can try to be anonymous, but it's not like you're right, right? And if someone comes and finds out that you're not and they put it out there, they put it out there. So my overall take really on the whole story and Taylor Lorenz is that I think it's completely okay for Taylor Lorenz to publish the story that she did, the way she went and got information, knocking on relatives and others' doors is okay as well but of course it did lead to an extremely cheap really extremely cheap and crappy article that funnily only brought notoriety to this libs of tiktok and and whenever you expose anything that's the case but at least maybe you get some other benefits from your point of view but i don't think she um taylor lorenz really did or maybe in their circles these liberals they did so yeah is the article absolutely pathetic 
Absolutely, yes. Seen others do this kind of thing. CNN, Glenn Greenwald showed a video. Absolutely pathetic. But is it, could she do it? I mean, do I have an issue? No. Do I think it's like, you know, a good way to spend your, your career and your job as a journalist? Absolutely no. It was very cheap and pathetic and crappy article. But, you know, she, anybody can do that. And if they want to do that, they can, they can do that. By, they can do what Taylor Lawrence did. So I don't know if you have any issues kind of there with my overall take. No, I agree. I mean, it's that's the and that's that's what um, that's the position that and I'm not copying him, but that's the position that Matt Taibbi has fallen on. So if you don't mind, Sam, I can just read one or two small things. Unless you had something to say. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's shit, but it shouldn't be illegal. That's all. Yeah, like no, she shouldn't go to jail for Mm -hmm. it. But frankly, it is. It is pathetic and a, cheap. I mean, it's a cheap ass article and it's pathetic. Yeah, but, but I don't understand what, what do you expect from Washington Post? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like it is the shittiest stuff. I mean, even the Atlantic, I take it over yeah. this bullshit. So Matt Taibbi's uh, headline was the Washington Post libs of TikTok, nothing burger. That's exactly what I think. So you wrote. If the Columbia Journalism School offered a class called Dog Shit Exposés, mm. this would be on the prospectus. Why not syllabus? But interesting. Um, well, as a general oh, rule, no, no, let's. Well, well, I was going to read a few quotes. No, that's the thing. I wanted to read the Washington Post. This is how it starts. The Washington Post, in the person of sobbing voctress Taylor Lorenz, and I think that's the perfect description of her: a sobbing voctress. That's hundred yeah, percent. 100% good one there. And then, yeah, so what else did Matt say? He says, a general rule, anybody volunteering to enter the public discourse who has influence is fair game for journalists. And that too, I think it's, even if you would take this private public bullshit thing, which again, I don't understand, everyone's private. A criminal is private. Should you not talk about a criminal because they're private? I get it. It's not like the in- good, interesting story that she did, but this private public thing, I don't really get and in fact, she is kind of public facing, influential person. She's managing these huge um, social media channels. And then also Matt Tavis take on the article. He says, there's nothing in it. Libs of TikTok is not run by deep uh, pocketed political concern, but by a random internet person not long removed from running a parody account featuring Joe Biden tweeting a houseplant. If you're going to do a story like this, where the big reveal is someone's identity, at least put some work into it. So this is Matt Taibbi, and he's right. I mean, the article doesn't even, you know, at least like give her backstory or something like that, nothing. Apparently, the Washington Post originally included a link to the woman's employer, her employer's address and other emails, but removed it after backlash. I mean, so such unnecessary information to put at. So just seeing if there's anything else here. Um, Lawrence was so also it, criticized. Sorry, Lawrence was also criticized uh, for knocking on the door of the home of a relative um, of libs of TikTok account holder. Again, my initial reaction was to defend this practice. I've known reporters who've used this technique. Yeah. And I agree. And he says, as Spade says, if you identify yourself clearly, don't threaten and don't show up after sundown is something most reporters would probably consider uh, kosher. And finally, he wrote, my problem is there's no allegation of corruption or impropriety in the story. That's one way. I would go further than Matt. I would just be like, like you said, it's a practice. She just used this practice on a shitty, um, unnecessary article. And um, and in his video, you know, Glenn keeps on saying, would you be okay if they go and do this practice to anyone else? And if Taylor Lorenz goes knocking on your door and all this, I mean, A, I think Glenn made it seem a bit more dramatic than it kind of probably turned out but yeah i'm okay yeah i'm okay and then he shows this video glenn showed this video of the cnn reporter doing something actually kind of worse and like pushing more back uh on this like you know trump supporter or whatever in this video and yeah cnn are absolutely fucking pathetic but i'll come back to this i'm gonna let you speak a bit um, sam i understand and it's like a very obvious thing. I don't know why it took me a day or two. I understand why Glenn perhaps made a little bit more about this story than, than you know, than, than it merits. But yeah, I'll let you speak a bit. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I don't have really anything to add, oh. but so I mean, my uh, understanding just... is that I mean, she she had it was personal to Glenn, right? Because she had accused Glenn Segman, if I'm not mistaken, on going on Tucker Carlson or just Glenn talking about her leading into this huge backlash for her that like ruined yeah, her like she... mental health and all this. Yeah. So that's so I understand Glenn, right? This thing was personal for him and uh, so you know then you get someone like that and who's who's an absolute hypocrite because she was saying you shouldn't quote-unquote dox people so with that in mind i understand why glenn perhaps paid a bit more attention to this story than than it merits because for from him it was personal yeah sure fair enough but i i again uh, not surprising from her or no. her ilks of you know parasites yeah that, and you know live in the Washington Post and New York Times of this world. And I like to add, I don't think you mentioned this, I'm not sure, that in the original article, and Matt Taibbi mentions this, they do publish some of her personal information. Yeah, no, I, said I think that. Her, yeah. you said that. So, you know, that sort of, for me, goes, that crosses the line a little bit. But even that, I think, is not probably as dramatic as Glenn put it. And, and unnecessary. Uh, it's unnecessary. That's what I would say. If you publish something, you know, should be necessary. If it was, if there was a justified well, reason that... to say more about her address and where she works, but then they removed it anyway. But I feel like that's there's... what Lisa Spade, former managing editor of Washington Post, tells mm-hmm. Matt Taibbi that the whole article felt like even if you want to talk about this account, you don't even need to discuss her name. Yeah. Or... Yeah, and in the article, it doesn't. She do, she doesn't really, as Matebi says, she doesn't really provide any insight into what is her background. Why oh. did she become a right winger? Why is she having this unique yeah. take? Is successful? It's not. Yeah, it's all about just that it's evil and, and, and you Joe know, Rogan do something about this evil. And Joe Rogan <laughs> and Glenn is an influencer. Glenn is just the influencer. <laughs> Glenn was pissed off about that. But I must say, I have a take that we might lose a few viewers over on. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it's mostly about the Glenn thing. I found Glenn's videos fascinating as an insight into his thinking, to be honest. And I hope because he openly discussed it, then it's fair game to comment on it. But I do think Please. it's a ref. I mean, even though Glenn is probably the nicest and the most, like, he's the best, one of the best journalists out there and in his, what he does and stuff, he does seem to suffer from what, uh, like, it's a liberal mindset within America, this idea that Richard Nixon's downfall was due to the hard work of journalists in Washington Post and this type of, like, um, I'm sorry, but this, this is a very naive story. All U.S. presidents have been criminal, most, most of them, to be honest, to a larger extent than Nixon. The reality is that the partisan nature of the politics at the time and the fact that the Senate and the Congress was in the hand of Democrats and the fact that Nixon had tried to, in a way, have, to, to an extent successfully to stand up to the, I don't know if you want to call it deep state or the civil service, the established bureaucracy that run foreign policy and all that. So that's why he felt that the reason that that was is that like he some argued, I forget what's the who's the historian that argues that that he's the last real sort of independent president of the United States as in or at least tries to be, you know, uh, with regards to, for example, uh, China, Vietnam and all that. Not that I'm saying he's not he's a definitely he was definitely a right wing crook. He was a xenophobe and all that. But the idea that the hard work of journalists at Washington Post, like Bob Woodward and uh, what's his name? It's Bob Woodward and the other one. Ah, sorry, shit. No worries. But um... call call uh, call Bernstein, I think. Yeah, the the idea that their journalists and by the way, Bob Woodward himself, uh, interesting character and interesting early life. I, I I'm pre- pretty sure. Let me just double check this. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he was was uh, he was in the navy. Yeah, he was in the navy. He 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 also had connections with the navy intelligence. He's not the he's Bob Woodward is not a character that people think he is. This sort of a uh, 
I think it was played by Redford, right? And Bernstein was played by Hoffman. And it's all a fantasy, like all of it. I mean, you know, I always like, I always, you know, I think it's, it's too much when you say like, oh, this one thing caused that, right? The, the journalism caused it, uh, led to this, right? Or the protests caused this or X, Y, and Z. I think whenever something happens or whenever something is present, prevented from happening, right? Like the huge protests in, in UK and other places in Europe that prevented like 10 billionaires 